You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's 2018. It's the 4th of January 2018 to be precise. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, uh... Welcome back to a new year, and uh, Dave, happy new year, dude! And to you too. Yeah, it's uh, it's only year now. I, I'm I'm waiting, and and you can just you know I'll cover it for you. I'll cover it for you. Summer's almost over. I know you always call that like right in the beginning, so I'm just gonna be the first to say it this year. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, it's it. time to start getting your SEO ready for the holidays. There we go. I was first out of the gate. <laughs> Our two favorite cliches. Well, I got a new one. <laughs> Especially if you live on the, on the uh, northeast and in the uh, eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in New York and want, if you, I'm sorry, if you live a little bit south, like south of the Mason Dixon Line, especially like um, Baltimore, um, North Carolina, mm-hmm. you already know this. Washington, uh, New York, uh, it's coming. But winter is coming, friends, for, for, for the use of another cliche on, on the show. And don't screw around with this. The temperature is about to, like, fall faster than in the barometric pressure, and um, this one's going to hurt. So, like, like imagine a snow hurricane. Yeah, that's no, a- that's exactly, you know what, it's interesting you mentioned it. I've got some clients on the um, Outer Banks, um, like, we live on the Outer Banks of, oh, uh, of North Carolina, and they're, like, we're, we're, we're chatting on this game, and they're like, I really apologize if, if like, we get cut off. <laughs> but like that's how they're getting nailed right now. It's like, yeah, we might get cut off during calls or something like that over the next few days. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's real serious over there. So buckle up and uh, stay warm. Yeah, stay warm. Take it, take it very seriously. Uh, cover exposed skin again. For for, for 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 many people, it's going to be colder than they have ever experienced in their lives. Um, in fact, tomorrow is going to be colder in Toronto than I've ever experienced. In, I think in my life. So, uh, yay. Yay, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> point being, take it seriously. Don't, uh, dying is, is, is a really stupid thing to do when you don't got to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Trying have avoid you it. looked at Yahoo recently? <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of my favorite segues. I just Ever. love, but we're just pulling out the cliches early, aren't we? <laughs> Well done. Um, you know what? I think I know the story you're going with, but I, I may not. So I, I'll let you win. Why would I want to look at Yahoo? What would I see if I went there? Well, do you remember those? You remember those old like uh, Folgers coffee TV commercials where they would take like um, you know people's coffee and they would replace it with Folgers crystal and see mm-hmm. if anybody noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Yahoo's done that with their search results, except they've um, filled the space full of Google ads. Yeah. Is that embarrassing? Like, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. I know. It, all I could think of when I first saw was this didn't go real well for Overture. 
<laughs> it's probably not going to go awesome for you either. Um, yeah, it's That's... not for every query, but yeah, yeah, it's it's. I, I don't know. I there was what was the one phrase? Uh, I think I I didn't see it. I have seen it since, but I think it was Barry who posted a query, and I'm like, I think there's one organic result in that whole page. Pretty bad. Um, well, the, I, I guess they're hoping for the luck of Baidu or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Yahoo, I think we can call it officially at the beginning of 2018 with no, um, I mean, Yahoo was like on life support and, and, and even worse, like that somebody had actually pulled the plug, but I think Yahoo is now officially really honest to goodness dead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I got to rewrite it. I'm writing an article right now on SEO for 2018 and I got to write, I was going to say, focus on Yahoo folks, but I got to change that whole area or whole section. <laughs> Luckily, that doesn't happen often, right? Um, did you have a good break? I did. I did have a have a good break, and uh, you know, I mean, now off to the gym to lose the I don't know fifteen pounds that I gained because Mary has great cooking, and my dad sends a bunch of great treats. But um, you know, yeah, great. How about uh, how about you? Yeah, had a really good break. Uh, Shoshana, Shoshana um, had had a whole bunch of good days in a row, so we really enjoyed it with friends and family and uh, had a quiet New Year's and was in bed before 11. <laughs> didn't even see 2018 happen. Well, you didn't miss a lot. It was about the same when you woke up in the morning. Uh, uh, pretty much, it seems. Yep. <laughs> weirder, a little weirder, but a little, little weirder. weirder. Um, so with all, you know what we got we, I guess we've actually got like a couple weeks to draw from here because we didn't you know we kind of missed a missed a show in there um, where do you want to go there's been a lot that's well a lot a lot happened in the last week or a bunch of stuff but we you know a holiday week you know virtually nothing but there were a couple stories that I'm I'm thinking of but where where do you want to go next well I want to cover some stories but I I want to save some time in the show to do something a little bit different um. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about what we want to do this year, you know, and 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 uh, open it up on like Facebook and Twitter and wherever people can like poke at us to see if anyone wants to throw some suggestions at us. Yeah. Last okay, week, but let's do that. Well, yeah, but but, but, but yeah, we got to give people time to like you know get used to the concept, right? Like you know maybe maybe after the next commercial break or something. Um. We closed last year, though, on a really high note, and I really enjoyed that, where we got, like, um, a panel of, like, four people from really new to experience in the industry, and I just, I just thought that was a really high note, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was. And we've got uh, some really, really, a few really interesting guests coming up. I just don't know the order um, over the next few weeks. Right. Uh, so for our, I guess, you know what, I, I might as well let you know at the same time our listeners, and I, again, I don't know which order, um, but over the next uh, few weeks, we got Will Critchlow uh, nice. from Distilled. We got Eric Eng. Um, oh, cool. Coming on, yeah, that's going to be cool. And he did a great piece that I really want to talk about, um, which is on how to know whether you can compete. And, you know, he loves his data. So the guy actually has, like, real, here's how to actually tell whether these are keywords you should even bother with. <laughs> um, how, do you, uh, how do you get in there? Um, and Josh Steimel um, is also going to be coming on. Um, rights for Forbes and, and all that sort of stuff. So we got some some three uh, really interesting guests coming up talking about totally different subjects over the next few weeks. Um, but our listeners will just have to stay tuned because I have no idea what order they're coming on right now. <laughs> I, I appreciate you telling me. Usually, usually, folks, people tell me like five minutes before it happens. Um, so this, like, I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> um, wait, here's something that, that came up in the news today that I thought was really cool. Um, it's about Google My Business. In some cases, and I guess Google's like testing this out. Uh, video is the new way forward. I, like that's mm -hmm. just that's every getting all tongue tied on this one. But uh, maybe it's because I'm scared because we're radio stars. But seriously, video is like the, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 new way forward on the web, and uh, Google is putting video in some Google My Business listings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's not all Google My Business listings, and um, the amount—you know—it's not like you can put a thirty-second TV commercial in. But um, 
I can't wait until, you know, say Crazy Tom's auto insurance gets a chance to, or, or Vern Fonk gets a chance to start putting uh putting commercials in. No, I'll be honest, Vern would be the one I'd be more interested in seeing. I'll be yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah, no, that's gonna be and, and you know what? It's one of those things that we all need to keep paying attention. because um, I could see some incredible power of that for very, very specific businesses. Um you know, you, you think of ones that are, you know, especially in local that are tended and, and Bill Hartzer's all over this kind of stuff right now. I know he's, you know, doing the 360 videos and stuff like that. So once he's had a chance to digest this or once it's in there, love to have him on to talk about video in this context. Um, what I instinctively have to think of is, you know, if you're a, um, you know, restaurant or something like that, like I can't count the number of times I've looked up restaurants and I started at Google you know, sometimes I'll start at Foursquare Yelp or something like that, but I'll often start at Google to try and figure out a new restaurant. I'm in a different town. You know, what, what do I want? Um, you know, is this a good restaurant? I've heard the name of it, that sort of thing. Well, if you can captivate me with a great big video, like instinctively, yeah, okay, I can click through to your menu and see stuff or, or whatnot. Um, but, you know, if you've got that video and it's front and center as I'm just scrolling down, you're going to grab my attention. Um, and on mobile especially, you're, you're probably going to attract my click in at least the first, three or four seconds um, of my viewing, at which time I'd have probably, if you did a good video, have decided whether I want to view your menu, right, or not, right? Like, I'll have seen a quick snapshot of your inside. Uh, I'll see, have seen a quick snapshot of the kind of food, you know, chef doing some stuff, you know, to make a good 30-second commercial, basically. Um, you know, you, you'll have captured my attention, and I should actually only view it for about five seconds if I'm on my mobile like that, because I should be over to your menu by then. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be very, very powerful for a lot of um, specific companies, lawyers too, to get that trust up right out of the gate, stuff like that. I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. I have yet to see a lawyer on video whom I trust. But, um, <laughs> okay, well played. I, 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 I can see this being great for retail. Like we saw, uh, 2017 was yet another brutal year for the for the brick and mortar retailer. Even even the brick and mortar retailer who is trying to make it online is still slugging it out trying to pay rent and material costs like month after month after month in their like retail location and anything that jazzes the customer in any way mm -hmm. uh, is got to be helpful um, though I don't know if that's you know for retail if that's enough but I can see for like clubs like you said for restaurants uh, 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 if, a, if, if a venue has a band playing or a series of bands playing throughout the week um for uh, uh, businesses around universities, there's, there's there's hundreds of applications you can think of, and it's going to be really cool to see how uh, how business uses uses uh, the ability to put video in there in Google My Business. Yeah, 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 it is all these new things, and it'll be interesting to see who the first adopters are. I'm always very curious about that as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think beer companies are are able to have like you know. Um, they don't. They often don't have physical retail addresses, but I, I, I'd say beer companies. Um, okay, <laughs> we got a couple minutes. All right. Before we before we're gonna go to break, um, so twenty like this is the the beginning of a year, the the end of end of twenty seventeen, beginning uh twenty eighteen, and there's a whole bunch of like listicles and. Uh, Articles like you know, know built on, on on the quotes of X number of SEO experts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, again, uh, Search Engine Roundtable has been doing the uh, you know honor honor and SEO, and uh, Danny Goodwin over at um, Search Engine Land has has twice published uh, 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 top SEO articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 2017, the problem. I mean, I, I love these things, and you know, I, I got to say, in, in, in these cases, um, I think both of us have been, been extra gratified because we've been included on these lists. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list. You but you do you do have instinctively a, a bias when your name is included, whether you think a list is good. I have found that <laughs> it's weird how that happens, eh? Um, <laughs> But there's a few names that just to just to throw this out there, SEO community that I was hoping to see appear on uh, 
in the honor and SEO or on these experts lists. Um, how about like SEO Gypsy, like uh, David Harry? Um, What's but, he done? Well, he's like a super powerful ex- SEO like expert. Um, and oh. How else do phrase? <laughs> and I, I know he's, gonna, he's cringing hearing hearing either his name on the radio or or the word SEO expert associated with him, but. This guy's forgotten more about SEO than most people will ever know, right? Let's, let's call him a guru, just so we can really. <laughs> well, he's got the hair for it, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know what? And he's one of the most interesting people to to, to watch. I, you, I don't know. You've participated, I, I'm sure, in his, from time to time in his Dojo Friday chats, mm-hmm. right? Like Bill Slosky's there. You're a friend of mine, Kevin Dury's there. Um, you know, just a fun chat among experts. Some people can watch, you know, that sort of thing and, and get some advice. And he's one of the most interesting people to, to watch um, sort of go on because, it, and, and I appreciate this. I, I like to think I have some semblance of it, but he has a, just a total nonchalance um, that comes as his bill. Kevin's, you know, I mean, a, a lot of the people, people are um, of just yeah, I know my stuff, so I, I, I'm just sitting back, not putting anything on. But <laughs> it's interesting to watch, and I, I do appreciate that. Album is his knowledge base is just so high that you never get this impression of having to put it on. He's just he just knows stuff, and he's comfortable in that. So you know, he's just casual about. Yeah, here's what I know, and and you're right, he knows his stuff. I was I was talking to an ex partner of his, eh? and I had to ask. Um, remember back when there was rumors that like Google would actually ask David Harry questions? Yeah, I remember that. Apparently, it's true. I thought I thought I thought that was bogus. I thought that was honest, honestly, because don't get pissed at me, David. But honestly, I thought that was like just you know David Harry saying that Google was asking David Harry questions. <laughs> Turns out it was true. Well, it so, makes sense, and the guy knows his white papers and patents, so <laughs> you know he knows uh, he knows not just what we can all see in the results. Um, but he's one of the p- few people who actually pays attention to, you know, what they're looking at and, and, and what they're experimenting with. So, yeah, in- interesting, interesting guy. And, and I think to your point, he wasn't actually on that list and should have been. And I feel sorry for anybody compiling those lists because you're going to miss people. Um, you know, like there's been a few lists that didn't include you and I, and I'm like, come on, that's not really? a great list. Uh- <laughs> well, luckily I, would, no, luckily, I don't pay attention to stuff like that, so I didn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the uh, there was another recent one, 140 uh, SEO serious experts. If you're if you're going to be listening to anybody, listen to these 140 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, notable notable absences from that list. So may, I, you know, with all respect, I'd like to make it at least 142. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friend and mine, Ross Dunn, uh, host of SEO 101, and the other host of SEO 101, John Carecut. Like, yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> two old, you know, you know what it is. Uh, John and Ross t- haven't been writing a lot lately. I think that's what it comes down to. They're still practicing, and they're two, like you know, really skilled old school SEOs who just haven't haven't been putting their words out there lately. You know what? And in defense, because I, I saw a couple people complain about uh, about the list that Danny Goodwin had put out. Um, and going, you know, either so-and-so should have been, or I should have been, or, or whatnot. And one of the things I actually had to stop and go, oh, write this, um, is it's not a list of 140 of the best SEOs on the planet. Right? Like, that's, that's not what this list is. It's 140 people to follow on social media if you're interested in SEO. And, you know, and you bring it up, yeah, is Ross a knowledgeable guy? Heck yeah, but if he's not writing... With, and I haven't actually spot-checked his social media right now, but there are a couple of the absences I was looking going, oh, yeah, you're super smart, and actually you write a lot, but your Twitter profile is, is a vacuum. <laughs> so, oh, okay, that's why Danny couldn't include you, because it's a list of social media profiles to follow, not a list of the top SEOs in the planet. Um, so apparently, um, this is a statement that you, Jim, know your stuff, and uh, you're, you're, you're heavily present on social media. Right, like obviously you share your stuff on social media to to be on that uh, on that list. So I, I wonder now. I see Ross a lot on social media, but that's mostly Facebook because that's <laughs> more friends on Facebook. So I see him all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting, and I, I wonder if that might be part of it. Is yeah, Danny knows he knows his stuff, 
but is he as prevalent on social media, which is, is really what that, that list was meant to be. And if not, I'm going to have to start poking Ross and going, you're a smart guy. <laughs> start, start sharing your knowledge a little bit more. I'll poke Ross anyway, just for the hell of it. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, it's, uh, 101. I know I can't, but I'll bet Brasco can hook that up. <laughs> uh, Brasco could do anything. Okay. It's, uh, it's about 20 minutes after, uh, after the beginning of the, 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 the time of recording. Um, so it's a good time to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So, friends, it is the uh, 4th of January 2018, our first show of the new year. Stick around. We're going to be coming back. We're going to be talking about um, well, inter- your internal link structure in relation to the mobile first index. An interesting piece came up in SEO Roundtable just before the show came on. Um, we're going to be talking about it as soon as we get back from, from these uh, commercial messages. Back after this. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Devey. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 4th of January, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, uh, okay, this one came up just before we went to air. But um, you remember back in, uh, well, I don't know exactly when, so we're going to have to go with back in the day, say, <laughs> maybe last summer, when... Um, Google said, okay, boom, mobile index. It's come out. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're applying it, and we're slowly rolling it out from site to site to site. It's ringing a bell, yeah. So back then, the directive from Google is uh, try to make your mobile site structure the same as your desktop so that, you know, we could like, uh, have some equivalent crawl and decide which is the best page for uh, to, to serve up in which medium, right? Yeah. Um, that was what uh, Google said back in the summertime. And then they started to actually roll out the mobile-first index, um, again, applying it to uh, some websites as they became ready for it, and not applying it to others as they weren't ready for it. And I guess Google had discovered the same thing that uh 
hundreds of thousands, if not millions of webmasters themselves discovered you can't necessarily make your mobile site exactly the same as your desktop site. Mm-hmm. So the new directive from Google is try real hard, could you? Do you think I got that? Am I reading this right? Yeah, it's horrible, horrible advice. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't think I've actually read something from Google that, and I, I've sent John a question. It's funny, it was one of those questions that actually got seconded by a bunch of other people because I'm like, yeah, this is an important question based on the tweet. Um, that, and when I'm referring to John, obviously I'm referring to John Mueller. I mentioned that. Not for you, Jim. You're looking at the same piece I am. Mm-hmm. Um, um, who said to the question, for mobile-first index, the internal link structure for mobile sites should be the same like desktop. His response was, it doesn't need to be the same, but it should be crawlable. Okay, now on the, the surface, that seems like on, good advice, right? On the surface, this is fantastic advice. And then okay. you actually have to think about it. And I know you obviously have because you're bringing this up. Sorry, I'm, I'm irate, and this is probably the worst advice I've ever heard. And the fact that he hasn't actually followed up um, makes it even worse than that is so now what you're saying and, and this isn't as bad for responsive it's not good for responsive but it's even worse if you've got a mobile site like you've got an m dot kind of site is if you have a different internal linking structure on your mobile than you do on your desktop and and, and there's reasons for that there's very very good reasons that you would have a completely different experience on on mobile than on your desktop however if you have a different link structure, so if you're not just sort of hiding the, the I, mean, I don't mean cloaking, hiding them, but just like putting the links still in there, making sure they're in there. And he's saying crawlable, but what he's saying is make sure we can get to every page, not make sure that every page that links to another page also does on your mobile site. If that changes, the entire page rank flow when we go to mobile first indexing is going to change. So the entire flow of page rank through your site is now fundamentally different than it was on the desktop. Now that lends itself to enormous problems. Like, I, I don't think I have to explain to you, but I'm, I'm stressing why I'm, I'm, I'm so upset about this. Um, and what you're gonna end up with, as far as I'm concerned, is a scenario, a, a weird scenario, where people's traffic is gonna fundamentally change. And in a worst case of it, they may not even know why, because all of a sudden, you know, for example, primary terms are going up, but you're losing all your tertiary. Well, because you drop the tertiary from your mobile, like your supplemental information from your mobile version, because you didn't quite have space for it. So you took it out. It used to be on your desktop that was the, 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 the indexable one. So you were ranking for these tertiary, but now there's more page rank being assigned to your, you know, flowing through fewer links. So you're, you're boosting up your sort of primary sets or your main pages, but you're losing all your tertiary. If I'm a publisher, this is brutal. Um, and then, you know, I mean, obviously if I'm an e-commerce site, this is also horrible with like a, a lot of deeper pages that are important. I mean, it's, it's in, until they can correct that or until they can come out with, with an answer going, Hey, we understand we're actually, when we say mobile first, we're actually looking at desktop too, to make sure of, of these differences. They haven't said that. And if they aren't taking that into account, Oh, buckle up. It's going to be a horrible and bumpy ride. Well, not, not, this statement, as is, leaves you, you the webmaster, you the SEO, in the position of having to make wild assumptions based on what Google Analytics is fe- or Google uh, Search Console is feeding you as like an approximation of user behavior. And you know you're leaving out 55% or 45% or 30% or whatever the heck they're telling you of the traffic when you have to choose a mobile stance or a desktop stance, depending, depending on where the majority of your traffic is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, or for like, if, if if they say nothing, if it's crickets from Google on this subject for the rest of it, this leaves me as the SEO in the spot of going, <clears throat> okay, I have no clarity, and so I have to err as I do, and then I'm a conservative kind of SEO, especially if I've got you know I'm working on a site with a lot of traffic, you know, let's say you're working for a publisher or something. I'm going to err on the side of caution and go if the link exists on the desktop, it needs to exist on mobile, right? Like that's my in, until we get some clarity from them that's my default because I can't risk a client calling going, oh, I heard you talking about that on the radio show. Why did we just lose 20% of our traffic? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like, you, I knew this was a concern. 
Uh, and so it's my my duty and, and my responsibility to to make sure that my clients are aware of this or, or that, you know, not all of them need to be aware. Sometimes I'll just fix it or just make sure it is fixed. And for a lot of people, it doesn't matter. It's responsive. They've got more or less the same menu and it's fine. Um, but not for everybody is, is that the case. And if it's not the case, uh, we've got, you know, massive, massive problems that, that are that are possible. So we now need to take a look at our whole design and go, okay, if we don't hear from Google again, um, and, you know, or we do, and yep, it's the way it, you know, crawls through mobile that's counting. Okay, you need to go back, redesign your M dot or, or your mobile experience, and even some responsive if, if you are stripping out menu areas or, or content areas mm-hmm. for your mobile experience and go, it just needs to be identical. You need to make sure it's identical during this, during this transition over, and then maybe bugger about with it after, right? Like in a controlled environment. Let's just wait till mobile first is a thing in a controlled environment. And then once it is, then we can start. You know, that's when I would be recommending to clients, okay, let's now start pulling out um, some elements, but let's just ride through the mobile first transition with an exactly identical internal linking structure just to make sure that's not something that's buggering up on, on, the, on the process across. Then once they've announced, you know, if they ever do, that mobile first is now fully rolled out, all right, now we can start you know, pulling out areas, but where we can actually control the measurement of and control the experience and going, okay, we can pull these out and it's okay, right? Or or we can, you know, add some in or we can do whatever we were originally planning on doing. Um, We can toy with it, but in a controlled environment rather than right now, you'd be deploying into mobile first. I mean, assuming your site isn't over there yet, you'd be going into mobile first with a different structure. Which of those two things hit you? Maybe both, maybe one, maybe the other. Who knows, right? And and so now you got a bunch of problems to deal with. Um, you know. So anyway, can you can you tell I'm kind of passionate about this one? I, I don't think I've been more irritated by by something Google said. Well, I don't mind the statement originally, um, but I asked almost immediately. It's been a, a day since since that came in, and you got no and clarity. to me, this is a really important question. Um, that, that every SEO needs to know the answer to. It's certainly anybody with a mobile-specific site, but even responsive, because you may be adjusting your, your navigation based on, on the responsive, uh, you know, the device type. We need that answer, and we need it before our sites are, are pulled into the mobile-first index, or we need to know the answer so that if our site has already been pulled in and we notice our traffic change, we know what caused that, and we know what we can do about it. Now... Um, I'm guessing that you're not getting a response from, you know, and, and this, this could be interpreted almost as a comedian query. Like, you're not getting a response means they're researching the answer. Um, that's my guess, honestly. Because it was a wonky answer to begin with. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Um, I mean, again, it's a very simple answer on the surface, but the implications. So I don't. I don't think that uh, in his in his uh, in his defense, honestly, I don't think John was thinking through the 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 the, the breadth of that question before answering. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. And it's funny before he answered that, I had never act. It hadn't actually occurred to me. Which I mean, maybe that's my shortcoming. It hadn't actually occurred to me what that might mean. Um, that we, yeah, I do have responsive sites where the, the bottom menu, for example, trims down. You know how a, a lot of like footer navigations, but they're more useful on mobile, will have, you know, they're grouped together into like three chunks. And, you know, on mobile, fine, I'm just listing those three main areas, right? It's like the main services page, I mean, whatever, I, I'm trimming them down because it's mobile. Well, it didn't actually occur to me until I'd read John's answer that, and maybe this is maybe this is my bad. So I might be admitting a, a short, you know, coming in my in my thought process here. It was the first time when I read that that I went, "Crap, mobile first. <laughs> if they're only crawling this, then the page rank flowing through to these other pages uh, is going to change." Now, for the most part, they'd be mentioning you know these other you know we all know footer links, right? They're probably somewhere else in the in the navigation, and they're really just there to make sure the crawler gets through and to make sure that if the person's on mobile and is scrolled to the bottom, that they can they can get across there. You're right; they're looking for the contact, right? You're at the bottom there. There it is. Um, but it, it it just occurred to me when I'd read that, and it's like, okay, this this is a big problem, and that they don't have an answer right away is is kind of frustrating. But it may be, and and you're right, John is generally, and I feel sorry for him um, on this one. Is 
He's constantly answering fast, which I appreciate. But in, in something as important as this, I would have way preferred the Matt Cutts approach, right? Sit down, get your whiteboard out, <laughs> figure out the answer ahead of time, um, because the answer to this question dramatically changes everything about how I would build a mobile site. Um, and since we were mobile first, it's absolutely crucial that I have the right answer to that question. So I do hope you're right. I hope he's getting us the right answer right now. Um, but it's one of those questions that he probably should have had that information before even answering it to begin with, um, well, because it's that important. If, if, if John doesn't have the right information for you in a timely fashion, Dave, there might be hope yet. Because, <laughs> call up uh, Danny. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, call up Danny. I'm afraid you, know to where, you know where I'm going with this. Apparently, Danny Sullivan is so tired with people wanting him to make a comment <laughs> that he's come right out. Actually, in response to a, uh, uh, a smart-ass remark that was made in a, in, in a column by uh, Adrian Jeffries. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But Danny's come right out and said, look, Google didn't hire me to keep me quiet. So, um, you know, with, uh, with, with the deepest, the deepest love and respect, Danny, put up or shut up, buddy. What did they hire you for? Come on, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I got a feeling that Danny Sullivan is about to um, start breaking out of that Hatchimo eggshell that he's been in uh, as as a noodler, and um, uh, uh, start out with the uh, with 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 explaining exactly what the heck is going on in uh, in Google and Alphabet City. Yeah, it's funny. I never thought they like it. Never even occurred to me that oh, they hired Danny to shut him up. Shut him up from what? He's not the most vocally you know aggressive. <laughs> you know, person that hates Google in the industry. There's people you would hire way before if you were just trying to shut people up. He just happens to be incredibly knowledgeable, and I think what they hired him for is his strong ability to organize the SEO community and convey information to them in a way that we respect <laughs> and, and and can understand. So, I think I always kind of assumed that's what they hired him for, and I don't mind that he's waiting. Like what walked in you know, chatted for like a week and sort of went, good, I got it all, guys, right? Like, I, I, I understand Google. <laughs> like, no, of course not. Right? I, I mean, obviously he needs to, you know, I, I wouldn't want to hear from him on day three. Oh, here's some great SEO advice. That's the same as the advice you would have given me three days before you got hired by Google, right? Like, get your feet wet in there. Um, actually chat with John, figure out what, you know, what's going on with AI and their internal systems. What's the next rank brain? And we'll, we'll go from there. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I thought that was that was all kind of silly, but I do look forward to hearing from him, if if nothing else, you know, and it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, obviously, Google hired Danny because Danny knows how. Danny, uh, outside of any mechanical uh, or, or digital engineer, knows more about how Google works um, now on Earth, and probably more than many Googlers do. And he also happens to be quite possibly the only real journalist in our industry, um, in an industry full of amazing writers. Um, Danny is actually really honest to goodness a journalist. Um, so as he said, he knows that order information. Yeah. So uh, anyway, there's hope yet. Um, we, you know, we should just sort of just start pinging him with information requests. Eh? Just yeah. You know, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd get right back to us. And you know what? I, I know we've got to go to a break, but I'm just dying, dying. The first thing we need to come back with is the link you just posted because I'm dying to dig into that. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, on behalf of Dave Davies, who is dying to dig into this uh, story that we're going to be coming back with, this is Jim Hedger. Uh, Dave's, Dave's from Digi uh, from Beanstalking uh, Marketing. I'm from Digital Media, and you're listening to WebCology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around back after these messages. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So, yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, Devon is free. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divide. But they can't do it without us. Donate today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. Online anytime. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. We are back. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Um, and we are going to be, wow, you know what, Jim, we have got to start here. Um, on, on a story that was super, super interesting to me. Um, you had uh, sent over the link here. Um, how MIT students fooled the Google algorithm. Um, what do we got? Okay. Um, first off, I'm just confirming I'm actually back. <laughs> Apparently I am. Good. Um, okay, so, you like, remember, I've been walking around the last couple of years in, 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 in mild but, you know, suspended terror of uh, algorithms um, being used to run my face when I walk through airports or casinos or to uh, compare my life experience data against that of a British swallow. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified about how the comparison comes out, especially if my insurance accurate my insurance agent never ever gets to see these files, right? Mm-hmm. Um, machine learning and uh, algorithmic identification is going to be part of the rest of our, our lives. But, you know, there's pranksters everywhere. And if you can screw with the system, there's somebody out there who's got to do it. And a bunch of researchers at uh, MIT um, from a, a student organization called Lab Six have seemed to make it their 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 uh, well maybe not their life mission but this year's mission to actually screw with AI, screw with machine learning, and prove that you can uh, get algorithms to misclassify information. It is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. <laughs> well, we're going to learn a lot from this. It's, 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 for me, this is almost as terrifying as all my dystopian fantasies of <laughs> the uh, casino police coming after me for whatever reason the casino police might come after me. Um, because at least, you know, the people who make algorithms today have, we, we assume, the intention of creating something that makes life more useful. These guys are proving that you can screw with that badly. Yeah, and, and for our listeners who, who don't know, um, what, what we're talking about here, uh, I just realized that like we both read this article and we're chatting about it, and it is it is totally cool. Um, it is basically um, some some university students. It's funny I didn't even catch where uh, where they were they were going to to school from. Oh, MIT. MIT. Yeah, go figure. All right. Uh, actually, if I if you'd made me guess, I would have said they're a Stanford um, for, from MIT. Basically, used sort of dueling algorithms and started screwing with pixels um, on on various images. In in one of the examples they use, it's dogs. In another, it's it's um, weaponry. Um, but basically, a just pixel by pixel to figure out what's the minimum 
that would be required to switch this image from a dog into guacamole. Basically, like not actually in, in real life, obviously, so they didn't change the image to look like guacamole. It was what's the minimum movement and what's the ideal movement to keep it looking like a dog still, but trick the system itself, trick the AI into thinking that it's guacamole. And this wasn't any AI. Um, it was Google's AI, the one that's being licensed out to use in all sorts of, of imaging recognition software. I mean, it's, it's yeah. all over the place. Now, they've done it, and, and, and very, very successfully. Like, you, you can see it. It's especially the one on weapons. I'm like, okay, that is not a helicopter, right? Like, you know, this is, you know, whatever. I don't know my weapons well enough to be able to label exactly what each one is, but this is clearly, like, something that's from Call of Duty, right? Like, it's, it's, it's that kind of weapon. It's not a helicopter. That's clearly a dog, not a bowl of guacamole. Um, so they were able to do that, and, and highly successfully. They're able to do it incredibly fast now. Um, trick these systems out. Now, what's really, really concerning and why I think your dystopian analogy is is pretty much spot on um, and why I think them isolating it now is, is incredibly valid is it doesn't just work in two dimensions. They've successfully done a slower version of what they're currently doing. Um, they've just come up with a fast version to do it in two dimensions. They have a slower version that does it in three dimensions. Um, but if they can make this work in three dimensions, well, how effective are Google's cars now? Because you don't have to just make a three-dimensional object appear. You can also make a three-dimensional object disappear, right? Or plant a three-dimensional object that you know Google would make the wrong decision. And what I mean by that is if I, you know, it's, it's that ethical question we've all come up with with self-driving cars. Yeah. You've got an 80-year-old person on the road and you've got a kid on the road. You know, uh, do you swerve? out of the way of the kid to hit the 80-year-old, right? Like, do you make that decision? Well, at some point, the, the, the algorithm is going to be making those decisions, and you just need to dump in three-dimensional objects um, that would trick it to actually making the wrong decision and killing the only thing on the road, right? So it, it, it's, it's really, really frightening what this could quickly evolve into, and I'm really, really glad uh, there was some students right now that figured this out. And it's certainly not at the point in, you know, injecting into self, you know, driving cars. It's, it's not that technologically advanced at this stage, but I, I'm really glad somebody ethically is doing this research now. Well, that, 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 that's, your example is actually what really annoys me about this. Cause my father and I keep having this like endless debate over the, um, safety and efficacy of, uh, of self-driving cars and uh honest to goodness is his only debate point is they can get hacked <laughs> that's that's it that's all he's got um and i'm like yeah dad but people are stupid like hacked or not like people yeah. get hacked um because they're stupid but unfortunately the students at lab six um have taken my argument and uh proven that um you know the the, the stupids are actually quite smart because, as you said, Dave, yeah, they can create um, a gaggle of little old ladies or a gaggle of screaming children forcing the self-driving car to uh, make that terrible determination to kill me instead. Right. Um, so, yeah, there you go. And the Google Cloud Vision API, um, which is, I guess, publicly available. It's an you know, advanced programming interface. Um, uh well, apparently it's just not all that. <laughs> <laughs> and those guns can turn that dog into guacamole faster than a uh, human eye can. Need <laughs> to get that in there too. Well done. Um, all right, where do you want to go now? I think we probably only have time for one more uh, story. We probably do only have time for one more story. You know what? We might have to do next week the conversation on uh, what we want to do with the show this year. Because, uh, I mean, this is the, let's face it, there's a lot of podcasts out there, Dave, and we just got to evolve. You know, we got to adapt or die. I think we need, like, sound effects or, you know, maybe trombo trombones, cowbell. <laughs> um, you know what I thought? You know what I thought was really cool? This is this is a big debate that's going around, around recently. This, again, not a lot to do with tech, but a lot to do with the future of tech. Mm -hmm. Um you ever have that argument with like your your right wing uh, your right wing uncle or or um, you know that, that that family member at Thanksgiving and they're like, well, I don't know why anybody would get an English degree. 
waste of time, waste of space, waste of my tax dollars. Right? Yeah. We should all just learn science and be done with it. Well, Google, which is probably the one of the most science-driven companies like that's ever existed, ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's tracked virtually everything to do with any one of its employees um, since Google's been around, since like, you know, 1998, right? Mm-hmm. If you've worked for Google, I every step you've taken through the building has probably been tracked to make sure you're getting to the kitchen fast enough. Um, all interactions, conversations, uh, uh, employee ratings, um, etc. get tracked. Google mm-hmm. is obsessive about um, trying to quantify the results of teamwork and relationships. And in doing that, they discovered that um, the skills and talents that propelled people forward within their own hierarchy, within their own organization, were a lot more dependent on things like empathy, listening skills, um, the uh, understanding of uh, historic decision-making points, like why people made decisions and then how they, they, they worked through problems, and mm-hmm. philosophy. These are the studies you want to, or the, the subjects you want to study if you want to be uh, successful within a large-scale hierarchical organization. Last on the list of um, important, uh, uh, I guess, uh, character attributes is education in the traditional science technology, engineering, or math subjects. I thought that was kind of fascinating. That is really fascinating, isn't it? Um, now, remember, remember, just one point, it's important to remember that anyone who works at Google already has a strong backing in STEM. <laughs> it's funny, I was going to bring up that bias. I'm like, that doesn't yeah. mean don't go get an education <laughs> like in, in, in the field that you want to go into and, and you know go take some guitar lessons instead. Um, you know, <laughs> we are dealing with people that already had that education, right? So, remember the only time, like, like on, on the on the on the thing about guitar lessons, the only time it's valuable to like, you know, be able to sing "Kumbaya" at Google is when they closed out a product line. Like, I'm, I guess that would be pretty pretty useful around there, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very useful. Okay. Now I'm thinking about Wave. Um, Indeed. <laughs> okay, we're about to be played out. That was a that was a fun hour. Holy damn, we could just keep doing this for a whole year, couldn't we? Yeah, that's it. That's our plan. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so that's official. We're going to be back here for a full year doing this sort of thing. But in the meantime, we've done a full hour. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Meesock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 4th of January, 2018. On behalf of Dave, I want to thank everybody at Webmaster Radio, especially the magical Brasco, the, uh, the, 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 the big elf in the studio who keeps everything going. Thanks, bro. Folks, we're back around this time next week. Stay tuned. More great content coming up on the network. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.